This is a Big Timing Comedy production. Welcome backstage. Uh, I'm here to interview Black Sabbath. I'm a journalist. VIP only. Groupies sleep with rock stars because they want to be near someone famous. We're here because of the music. We are band-aids. Are you jumping or am I undermedicated? You're listening to Backstage Pass with Meredith Marks. I'm with the band, okay? Welcome to episode 28. Well, this episode is being sponsored by my favorite restaurant in the entire world, Salsa Grill. They are located in Woodlawn, Maryland, and I just love it. Lime green walls and vivid art frame this tiny mall space featuring Peruvian and Salvadoran specialties. Jay, my man, he travels the world. I love seeing his pictures posted all over their social media. You never know. It's kind of like, where in the world is Jay? And he goes and he finds these spices and ingredients, brings them back, and he cooks with them. And it's amazing. It's like you get to go in there and flavors bursting in your mouth every single time. You never know what you're going to be able to try. He's always concocting something, and I love that. The website is eatsalsagrill.com. When you come to Maryland, definitely stop in and see my friend Jay. Try out some spinach pie. Well, on the menu, it's called spinach empanada. God damn, those things are good. Favorite thing ever. EatSalsaGrill.com. And I've been waiting for this one for a long time. Because when I started this show, it was male guest after male guest after male guest. Which is great because we love our male guests. But then I asked social media who they wanted me to bring on that was a female And most people said, Lita Ford. And um, there you have it. So I chased after her. It's been about a year. And finally, she came to town. And it's good. I got to go and sit in front of her and talk to her. And and, uh, a face-to-face interview is just always the best way to go. But uh, what a doll. Mike, you would have loved her. Oh, I'm sure. Party girl. She's a party girl, but she's also very down to earth, super sweet. I walked into Ramshead on stage. She was eating a salad. And she loved the Ramshead dressing. <laughs> she doesn't like bottled store-bought dressing. She likes it to be made fresh. Ramshead makes it right there. So she asked him for a bottle. I believe she got a bottle to take on the road with her for the next few days. The Ram's Head uh, house sauce, huh? You know, sometimes it's the little things, Mikey. Mm -hmm. And she was all about the dressing. That makes her happy. So it doesn't take much to make Lita Ford happy. Dressing, it made her happy. (laughs) So that's, that's good. It was neat because I got to sit down. I was the only one besides the band and her management team that was in the room during sound check so she had a little salad they started with bobby rock on the drums and then marty o'brien and patrick kennison joined in on guitar and bass and they jammed out a little bit 
uh, it's no secret, you know, obviously I live and breathe sound checks. It was neat to be able to actually see one here. I saw a little bit of John Oates sound check at Ramson on stage. Um, but this was this was rocking, you know, that was a different vibe, John Oates. Yeah. yeah. And this was loud, baby, but it sounded so good. George uh, does her front of house. We talked about him in the interview. And um, it's very important for a room like that that's very large, you know, and w- just wide rather. It's not super large, but it's just it's long. It's a long room. Right. And it's important to get that sound correct. So what I did was I walked the room while they were doing it because I wanted to hear how it sounded all around. Um, and it sounded really good. I wasn't able to stay for the show. Where did you pick up that trick from? Yeah, of somebody named Bob. <laughs> Some guy named Bob taught me how to do that. Good job, Bob. Good job, Bobby. Um, so Bobby Rock was just, dude, we're going to have him on the show. We are. There you go. I'm just waiting. I'm waiting for the right time, you know. He's an awesome drummer. He's played with Ace Freely, and now, you know, he's been with Lita for a long time. So, yeah, uh, we were able to go back and sit in the dressing room, just Lita and I, have some uh, intimate chit-chat, and we talked about the runaways and her puppy dogs, and it was cool. So give a listen. Here I am sitting down with Lita. I am sitting here with an impressive woman that has a career spanning over 41 years, started out with the Runaways into a successful solo career, an author, an advocate, a producer, songwriter, musician, female rocker, Lita Ford. Thank you. That's awesome. Yay. Yeah. (laughs) 41 years. Can you believe that? That's a lot. It's actually, I think, well, I started playing when I I was 11. And then the Runaways were out. Uh, I was 16 when I had my first record out. Crazy, huh? Crazy. I just turned 60 the other day. Happy birthday. Thank Belated you. Belated to you. Thanks. I mean, I feel great. I don't feel 60. I don't feel tardy. <laughs> I just, you know, it's just weird. It's and you like, don't look 60. I'm no. sitting right in front of you and you don't. No. You look fabulous. Crazy. Thank you so much. We are uh, here at Ramshead on stage in Annapolis. Yeah. You're used to playing arenas and stadiums even, and this is a much more intimate venue. Tell me about yeah. the vibe that you get, and do you connect more with it being an intimate venue? Uh, I don't know if we connect more because we really connect with our audience. If it's a big audience or if it's a small audience, it really doesn't make a difference to us. We still put on an arena-sized show. You know, unfortunately, there's not a whole lot of room on the stage, so I'm going to be real limited as far as movement goes. But our playing is still the same, and our vocals, our vocal performances, and you know, everything in the band, it, the guys play just the same. It doesn't really matter. I've heard a lot of sound checks. I just sat through yours, and it was rocking, oh, and cool. it sounded really good. And Thank I'm not you. just saying that; it did sound really good. Everything Thank was. You crystal clear that's really important to have clear sound yeah because you don't want to be sitting in a show and it's muffled and it ruins it right 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 you don't want feedback and things rattling and then you don't want someone to say i can't hear the vocals or you know where's the lead guitars so we've got a great sound man with us and we have a great band and george who runs our front of house sound really pulls the best out of each musician and throws it out front for the fans to hear. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really important. So important. You know, I got this show started last year. 
and I had mail after mail after mail on this show. And I said, something's not right with this. So I went on Facebook and I took it to social media and I said, what strong female do you want to hear me interview on my show? And most people said Lita Ford. Oh, right. That's so awesome. I know you were deeply influenced by Deep Purple. Yeah. Early on. I want to know what female rockers influence you, whether it's before you started or even through your career. Yeah. Who's connected with you? Uh, there's not a lot, actually. Um, I mean, I love Janis Joplin. There was just... Seems like there really isn't anybody that came along that can fill her shoes. You know, she's just got an amazing vocal style. And uh, I, as far as females go, I mean, uh, I guess the most modern would be Lizzie Hale. Yeah, Lizzie Hale's you know? pretty cool. Huh? Yeah, she's badass. Yes. But, uh, I mean, as far as influencing me, there really aren't any females because... When I grew up, it was basically a male-dominated genre, the rock world. And then you came along, the Runaways paved the way, and then you took off with this solo career and really set that bar high. And it's amazing how we still, to this day, 2018, we still don't have an overabundance of female rockers. Far and few in between. Maybe does that make you feel good because... In a sense, when people look back, they go, well, the female rocker that comes to mind is Lita Ford. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm the one with the longevity, you know, and I've carved out a lot of, uh, a lot of work for myself and over the years being a solo artist and doing all the things that I've got to do with all these great musicians over the years, you know, like having a top 10 hit with, du- with Ozzy, the duet, and, uh, and then, of course, Kiss Me Deadly. But um, one of my favorites growing yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's so great. It's so much fun. But I don't know. It's just a difficult pair of shoes to wear. And I think people start, females will start on guitar and they'll think, well, we can do this or we can hang on the road. And next thing you know, they find out that they have a family at home and they need to go home and, and you know, be a mom or be a wife. And and it's exhausting. It's it's really, you have to just devote yourself to being a musician. And I was able to do that. You know, I'm, I'm very lucky because I started young and right. I kept it going. Never let's let's talk towel. about that for a second. I said to Frankie Valley, okay? I said, Frankie, you're 84 and you're still on this stage. Yeah. Any plans on quitting? My, and he yeah. looked at me and he said... I go home and I'm bored. He doesn't know what to do with his time. Mm -hmm. Do you feel that way? Because it feels like, you know, the longevity rockers, the road calls your name and you guys just cannot get off the road. You guys continue to tour. It's really true. Um, A lot of us will go home for a few days and then all of a sudden I'll get a text message from one of the guys in the band saying, uh, you guys, uh, this home <laughs> shit is overrated. Yeah, we'll see you soon, you know? So, yeah. you know, everybody wants to chime in, but they don't, you know, because we all feel the same way. You go home and you kind of go through a little bit of a detox when you go home. And I know a lot of musicians actually have a detox area in their house. But when they do come home, 
they just lock themselves in this part of the house for a few days and they come down off the high off of being off on the road. So many people that I've talked to say that their detox place is the home studio. And I go, you're coming off tour, going into the home studio. How do you that's, detox? Do you sleep? Do you idea. just, you know, binge Netflix? What does Lita Ford do? I hang with my dogs. Yes. I got to eat, sleep, take off makeup, take off clothes, and just throw everything aside and just go, oh. Okay, you got 48 hours to just go, ugh, sleep and eat, and next thing you know, so you're right back on that plane heading to the next gig. I mean, it comes around quick, so I'm really happy it comes around quick. And you know, a really funny thing is I took my dogs. I have two little chihuahuas. They're the coolest little things. They're not yippy little annoying dogs. They're really road dogs. If you can put them in a dressing room, they're around, uh, used to being around loud drums and amplifiers. And they were, um, they were on the road with me for almost 10 years. And recently I decided that they weren't going to go any, on the road anymore. So I put them in the house and I put their travel bag by the front door because they like it. They like to sit in it. And the front door area is kind of a cool little area and it's out of my way. They wouldn't come out of their bag for a, maybe a month. Oh, I'm like, guys, come and sit on the couch with me. Come over here to the dining room table with me. They're like the guys, they're saying, mom, we got to go back out. They're in the carry bag. <laughs> and now when I bring my luggage out and open my luggage and start packing, they get in the luggage. Oh, they want to go. And I can't get them out of the luggage. <laughs> I mean, I have to literally fight them to get them out of the suitcase because they're not going. They're telling you they're not ready to go off tour yet. It is the weirdest thing because people do it. And yeah. I guess dogs do yeah. it too. Isn't that funny? Crazy. So funny. Traveling the world, you get incredibly cultured. And of course, being a musician, you get the luxury of seeing all these fabulous places. I know you were born in London, raised in California. Have you ever connected to a place around the world where you just feel like it's home? Oh, Where's yeah. home to you? I love Italy yes. because my mother was Italian and she spoke fluent Italian and I love the language. I love the food. So when I go there, I feel home. You know, everybody's so wonderful in Italy and uh, we're always treated so well. And and the UK, because I am British. My father was British, and that's how I grew up, you know? So it feels like home. But then it's always nice to come back to the USA, too. And then you come back to home, which is, yeah, yeah. where yeah. is that? Is that California? No, I live in the Arizona desert. Oh, so does my brother in Phoenix. Oh, nice. Yes. He left Baltimore, he went to Phoenix, and he said, I'm never coming back. Uh -uh. I love this weather just too much. Right? That's how I am. <laughs> I love it. I asked a question to another artist who also wrote an autobiography. And you wrote one, Living Like a Runaway, and it encompasses your journey through your musical career. You talk about some heavy stuff within the book. Yeah. It amazes me. I can't remember what I had for breakfast yesterday. I don't understand how you all can remember these pieces of your life that artist journaled, and that's how he wrote his book. Did you journal, or do you just have an incredible memory of all of these times in your life? Um, it was difficult. It was difficult to try to remember what came first, you know? 
were we in Europe or did we do this particular tour with the Runaways? Fortunately, I had the passport, the Runaways passport. So I was able to look through the passport and say, you yeah, know, we were in Finland on this day and we toured through the U.S. The first tour we ever did with the Runaways was I was fresh out of high school. I didn't even get my diploma yet. My dad went to go get my diploma and we went on tour with the Ramones. That was through the U.S. But then from there, we went to Japan and we went overseas to Europe and we played for all a bunch of, you know, Scandinavia Vikings, basically bikers and Vikings. And it was all guys at that time. Yeah. There were no females in the audience, maybe two. You know, they were petrified. They were in a corner somewhere, <laughs> you know, shaking because it was all guys. They were big, horny guys. Mm-hmm. And um, you guys felt the brunt of that. Yeah, we did. Early on. Do you think yeah. if the Me Too movement happened <clears throat> back then that maybe you would have been a little bit more left alone and more respected? Uh, Me Too? What's that? The whole Me Too movement with these men, you know, that being called out for sexual harassment. Oh. Um, you know, what's going on now in the world. Oh, I didn't know what that was. It's a uh, whole... It's a whole... We feel like almost like the females are kind of taking control now and saying to men it's not acceptable to yeah. do this or this or this you know maybe if that would have happened earlier in the 70s or something maybe i don't i have no idea you know it it was just the runaways were just before their time and it's true. Uh, i think we we dealt with a lot of things for me personally were amazing and i wouldn't change them for nothing you know, being in the punk era and uh, looking over at one of the band members off to my right-hand side, you would just see the club or wherever we were playing at the time, which during the punk era was mainly clubs. And you would see spit flying through the air. I never seen, it was like rain. It was so much spit because the punks would spit on you. That was the thing to do back then. Real? I did not know that. And if they didn't spit on you then they didn't like you. Ooh. So you wanted to be spit on. And uh, we would spit back. You know, if <laughs> Did you all somebody... jump in a shower afterwards? <laughs> you just kind of... I, I mean, it was the 70s. You know, my guitar would be covered in spit. Oh. It'd be like wads of spit on my fretboard, and you'd have to just play through it. But the Ramones and the Sex Pistols, they would get... They would get hit with change handfuls of change and the Ramones put chicken wire up because the change hurt yeah but the sex pistols would just cut themselves with razor blades they would write their names in their arm and in their chest I mean so Marilyn Manson really wasn't doing anything that I hadn't seen before (laughs) (laughs) right you know you saw it all back then it seems like we did you know it seems like it and then going over to Europe we would get um there would be fights in the audience and people would be jumping on stage and guys would be beating the crap out of each other. And then we would get the Hells Angels that would hang out with us. The, the Scandinavian Hells Angels would just stand on stage with us like the Rolling Stones, only they never killed anybody that I saw. <laughs> so it was pretty badass. It was a really good learning experience and something you cannot buy in a book in school, you know? Right. 
You just can't. You've got to live it and learn it and grow while doing it. Exactly. Well, I got just a couple more questions because then they're going to whisk you away to this hotel that you've got to get to. Um, I'll go back a little bit to when you guys were co-writing. You were co-writing with Ozzy, If I Close My Eyes Forever. Can you just take my listeners back to that time? I love to hear songwriting stories. Can you just tell us about writing that song? Sure. That song was sort of an accident, you know, which I think some of the best things in life just happen. Um, Ozzy and Sharon had came to the studio to bring me a housewarming gift. I just bought a new house and uh, it was a life-size duplicate of Coco the Gorilla from the San Diego Zoo. I mean, it was a massive stuffed gorilla. And Coco was the one that had a kitten. Do you remember? I don't know if you remember that gorilla. It was a female. I was probably really little. And she got a hold of a kitten and just loved this kitten. So they had this massive duplicate, life-size duplicate of Coco the gorilla with a kitten stitched on the arm. She was holding the kitten. So they bring me this this Coco the Gorilla and Ozzy and I start playing pool. We're just taking a break and playing pool, having a drink, and Sharon just gets bored. She says, I'm gonna hop in a taxi and leave. So she left Ozzy and I at the studio. And uh, there was a little room off to the side of where the pool table was, where we had a little guitar amplifier and we had a little keyboard in there. And Ozzy and I went in this room and we started writing Close My Eyes Forever. But the next thing I know, we came out of the room and the song was finished, the sun was up. So we had been there all night, drinking and writing and playing around on the keyboards and guitar, but we had a hit song. And it was Ozzy's first top 10 hit single too. And then I had to drive home at the crack of dawn with Coco the Gorilla in the passenger seat. <laughs> Didn't even drunk. <laughs> Here comes Lita with the gorilla. <laughs> That's fantastic. <laughs> I, I wish you would have gotten a picture of that. That would have been great in your autobiography. That could have been like the front page. I know, right? <laughs> fantastic. You just don't know at the time. And we didn't have cell phones back then either. So Exactly. Who is Lita Ford on stage? Oh, God. Uh, I I just love being on stage. And I feel like when I'm on stage, I feel like I'm wearing the best pair of jeans I could possibly wear. You know how you put on your favorite, favorite pair of jeans and they fit perfect and you just go, oh, these are the best jeans and they fit perfect. It's kind of how I feel on stage. You know, I'm, I feel like I'm wearing those perfectly fitting pair of jeans, no matter what I'm wearing. I mean, it just feels like, ah, you know, yes. when I'm on stage, like, this is what we do. Who is this Lita is Ford what we do. off stage? Oh gosh, um, a mom. Uh, I mean, even though I'm a mom to my band, I'm a mom to my my business managers. I'm a mom to everybody that, that is around me. Our guitar techs, 
you know, I just... Do they call you mom? No. Or little mom? No. Because sometimes that happens, you know. No, they don't. I call myself that. Yeah. But they don't. But I'm always, um, you know, oh, you need to put a little bit of a, you know, new jacket. Let's get you a new jacket. You need a little bit of um, some black around your eyes. Let me, let me foof your hair. You know, when did you shave last? You know, yeah. just stupid stuff like that. Oh, you don't feel good. Oh, God, let's get you a Z-pack, you know. <laughs> You're a nurturer. I really am. You're a nurturer. I'm a Virgo. Okay, makes sense. Yeah. You like to take care of people. I do. And you also take care of yourself. That's important, I right? do. I do. Yeah, I do. But I was always like this. Even in the old days, I would go to the studio with a lasagna. And I would take a lasagna for everybody for dinner. Pot of sauce. I would bring my dogs. And my dog had puppies. I would bring the puppies. Oh. Put them all in the vocal booth. <laughs> I'm assuming, Italian mom, you've got to have some cooking genes in, oh, yeah. in your skin there. Yeah, I could cook. I can definitely cook. Okay, do you have yeah. some dinner parties over at Lita Ford's house? I can house? work all the appliances and maneuver all the, you know, the, the boiling oils and all that crap. Wonderful. You know, homemade dressings and breads and You're on this homemade dressing and... kick, aren't you? You don't like the store-bought. I heard you say that out there. Well, it's because we have it all the time. Yeah. It's nice to have it fresh and just the ingredients. When you can so get good. it, yeah, yeah. yeah. When you can get it, yeah. Absolutely. Sure. We're going to wrap up with one more question. It's my favorite question. I ask everybody this. What is your goosey moment where you look down and you have goosebumps and you go, I can't believe I'm here or this is happening and this is my life. What's that goosey moment in your career? And I'm sure you have several. Oh, God. Yeah. I mean, it's got to be the fans because the fans just give you so much. They give you presents and they give you cards and pictures and so much love and respect i got really really great fans you know and then then i get people that will say um like terry who's out there now he's here with george and we don't see terry too much but he said as i walked into the club tonight he said oh last time i saw you you had said some things to me that really inspired me so much that i went out and learned how to be a guitar technician and I got a job with a band. I got 150 shows booked. Wow. It's so badass. It's like, wow, that's awesome. I mean, I don't remember what it was I said to him, but whatever it was, it really struck home. So I'm very proud of him for that. But I, I guess my fans and my friends and people that say things like that to me really means a lot. Fantastic. Uh, people can go to LitaFordOnline.com. Because you've got a few tour dates coming up through November, I see, that are on the site. And, you know, you'll be here and there and then maybe take a couple of days with your dogs and then pack up and go hit the road again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Lita. Yeah, I appreciate thank it. Thank you. It was a pleasure. So she was really cool to sit and talk to. Humble. Sweet. Funny. Likes dogs. Warm. Loves dogs. <laughs> You know, you know a good person if a person has dogs and loves dogs. You know, they're a good person, usually, you know, with some exceptions. But thank you, Lita Ford. You were awesome, girlfriend. I'm so glad you came on the show. If you want to check out some tour dates, LitaFordOnline.com. And definitely check out her book, Living Like a Runaway. Um, there are some juicy things in there. 
we didn't talk about this in the interview, but there are some sexcapades that are mentioned with no some way. famous no, rock stars no way. in that book. And now I'm like, I saw it. She had a whole box of books that she was going to sell, obviously, at the show. And uh, I'm like, hmm, okay, all right, I got I to gotta read up on that a little bit more. So I was able to browse a little bit, but I got to read the book. And I'm excited to read the book, Living Like a Runaway. Wasn't really able to talk to her much about uh, Joan Jett. There's some beef there a little bit. Just some tiny little beef right now. I think they're going to squash that soon. So um, other than that, everything was great, you know, and I enjoyed my chat with her. It's always good to have a strong female on. And uh, I mean, she really truly is the female guitar icon of our time. Truly. Yeah, we yeah, you should go with that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I always like to come to this part of the show where we give some love to our Maryland music scene. Support local music. Support local. And tonight we're going to head out to Western Maryland. There's a band called Everrise. It's Jimmy. I'm going to call him Bob Jack. It's Bob or Jack. I'm going to call him Bob Jack. So it's Jimmy and Bob Jack, Trevin, John, and Kyle. And uh, I heard their song Suffocating Me. And it just fits so well in this episode. And I love to be able to spotlight local musicians, give them some love and exposure. And uh, it's my pleasure to do so. And, And I like these guys. And I'll only put bands on here that I like and I support and I support Everrise. You can check them out at everriseband.com. They're on Facebook, Everrise. And I'm sending some love to you guys in Everrise. Here we go with Suffocating Me on Backstage Pass. It's Maryland. It's local. It's Baltimore. It's local flavor with Meredith Marks.
Ah, suffocating me by Ever Rise out of Western Maryland. Love those guys. Yeah. Give them a check out on everriseband.com. Well, I want to thank Lita Ford and her band, Patrick Kennison, Bobby Rock, Marty O'Brien, for having me out. Front of house guy, George. Thanks, George, for hooking us up and getting us on. And that was awesome of you. I appreciate it. Rams Head on Stage, of course, is always a great setting to be in for a, an interview and a sound check in Annapolis. And uh, thanks to Salsa Grill. Salsa Grill. Love that you guys always support us and we support you, babe. Thanks for coming on our show tonight and listening to Lita Ford. And come on back. We've got more for you. Backstage Pass. Here we go. Kiss Me Deadly. Love this song. Bye. This is a big-timing comedy production. Dancing